0: So today I wanna talk about what I call woke rape culture. Rape culture is supposed to be this concept that we as a society ignore rape or accept rape or just believe it's acceptable quietly or openly. But what I have noticed is that this concept of rape culture only seems to apply if it's politically expedient. Right now there are literally people in the streets as I am recording this video walking down the street with signs with the faces of three of these people on them, if not all four. And three of these people have been involved with violence against women. Two of them are rapists, one of which was a child molester who raped five boys between the ages of nine and 11 years old. They're saying their names over and over again as they march down the street. What does this say about rape culture. Because when you bring up the rapes or the domestic violence against women of any of these men, they are silent or they just try to snap back at you saying something about how it doesn't matter anymore. But if there's anybody that they identify as their political opponents who may have ever engaged in any kind of inappropriate conduct with women, even if it amounts to a Twitter post from 10 years ago, they want them unpersoned. How does this work? This picture was taken outside the Kenosha County Courthouse during the trial of Kyle Reddenhouse. When Neo and Realist and I were doing our stream together, we just could not get over how many people were using these signs. These are signs that literally have a rapist and a domestic abuser on them. And people are chanting, say their names or justice for Jojo and Anthony or justice for Anthony and Jojo. I, I just, it's... You gotta ask yourself what headspace you're in. If you're gonna walk around with a sign that has a guy who forced sodomy and oral sex on five kids and another sign that has a guy with, you know, basically a history of domestic violence who put a knife to his brother's throat, choked his sister, and threatened to burn his grandmother's house down. If this is the movement that you're part of, You're like, these people are considered to be martyrs and heroes of your movement? What does that say to everybody else when they're watching you guys march down the streets with signs like these? This is the face of the defund or abolish the police movement. Of course people who commit crimes like that want to defund or abolish the police. What does it say for your credibility? And I wish I could say that this was just a few crazy people holding these signs up, but versions of these signs have been showing up at protests from Black Lives Matter all over the country. Multiple celebrities are now participating in woke rape culture. This is Pedro Pascal, who is known for his parts in The Mandalorian, the recent terrible Wonder Woman movie, and Game of Thrones. Joseph Rosenbaum, 36, child rapist and Anthony Huber 27 domestic violence offender murdered quote unquote, "August 25th 2020 rest in peace Pedro wasn't alone this would be Mark Ruffalo also known as the incredible hulk in the Marvel MCU we come together to mourn the lives lost to the same racist system that devalues black lives and devalued the lives of Anthony and JoJo. Hashtag re-imagine Kenosha. We are seriously as a nation going to lionize and canonize two men who personify everything that rape culture is supposed to be against. Jacob Blake was a rapist and an abuser of women. When the police arrived, He was in the process of violating a restraining order that his victim had against him while trying to steal her car and leave with her kids. That's what actually happened. But this issue was swept under the rug. Woke rape culture. It's not important that Jacob Blake was a rapist if they have decided that the other part of the narrative is more important. Jacob Blake's victim is for some reason invisible in all of this. And it worked out great for him because he's a millionaire and gets treated as though he is some sort of martyr or that he did something to earn some kind of exalted status. His family members show up at protest rallies in Kenosha and elsewhere acting as though they have some form of credibility when it comes to activism, specifically because of Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake was a monster, yet for some reason he is lionized and canonized as a saint. Simply by virtue of resisting arrest and being shot by the police, this makes him angelic in the eyes of this movement. It just doesn't make any sense. It's very easy for people to just turn off all other issues if it has to do with race, if that's the grift that somebody's pushing. And to me, I would ask people to consider this. What if Jacob Blake raped your daughter, or your wife, or your mother, and then showed back up at her house, violating a restraining order that she got against him, with an active warrant for his arrest for sexual assault and then tried to take her car with her kids in it, wrestled with police with a knife in his hand, gets tased twice, refuses orders to stop trying to get into his car. And the reason for that is, this is frequently when people produce a firearm and kill police. But he also was about to drive away with someone else's kids. Were the cops just supposed to let him do that? I've heard a lot of conversation to that end. And I've done a separate video about this issue that I'll recommend to you. But the biggest reason I'm bringing up Jacob Blake is that Jacob Blake was a rapist. If he had said something vile about women, say, 10 years ago on Twitter, some people might have wanted him canceled. But because the woke rape culture needs martyrs to, you know, for the Black Lives Matter movement more than it needs rape victims, apparently. His victims don't exist. His crimes don't exist. Not only did his crimes disappear from the national discourse, they disappeared in reality. One of the aspects of rape culture is supposed to be that charges of rape and sexual assault seem to disappear in the court system. Well, I would assume largely also due to national pressure, because of course somehow Jacob Blake is the victim when he shows up at his rape victim's you know, place of residence, tries to take her car, they allowed him a plea deal to pleading guilty to disorderly conduct and domestic violence. Now again, we are talking about the woke culture, that if for some reason he tweeted something untoward about women say 10 years ago, they would want him cancelled. Yet there seems to be a hierarchy when it comes to what's important to the woke. And if one of the aspects of what went on is more useful to the narrative, then they go with that. Meanwhile, Jacob Blake's victim, who was forcibly penetrated by him with his finger when he went into her house, when he wasn't supposed to be there, with with her, her child sitting next to her or sleeping next to her, That's what he did. Ask yourself what you would do to somebody who did that to your daughter or to your wife. Now, again, we're not going into the shooting itself at this point. I've done a separate video about that. But is this the kind of person you want to be shouting the name of over and over again when somebody says, say his name? No, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. He put his hand on a woman without her consent. He's a piece of trash. But for some reason, he seems to be more useful to the narrative. At least so far as this. Apparently, police shooting black criminals when they are actually in the act of committing crimes is more heinous than this individual raping a woman. How do you square that? Various feminists Spoke out for Jacob Blake. Women's uh, National Basketball League athletes went on strike for him. Noted feminist blogs wrote articles for him. The man pled guilty to domestic violence, so you know at least that much is true. Yet for some reason, all of that is irrelevant. His crimes are apparently outweighed by the benefit of pushing a narrative. This is woke rape culture. If it pushes the woke narrative hard, then that is more important than anything else he could have done. This is part of the weird, what I call strange bedfellows of the left effect that's been going on for quite some time. And I plan to do a video about that at some point. But again, explain this to me. This makes no sense. This is woke rape culture. Your rape is only relevant if it's politically expedient. Which is exactly what they claim that conservatives and right-wingers do when it comes to rape. The Me Too movement would be a quintessential example of how woke rape culture functions. Alyssa Milano was one of the pioneers of the Me Too movement. and she went on a campaign of suggesting that other people come forward. During the hearings where Justice Kavanaugh was being confirmed, she was very vocal and very dramatic in her activism. There's a viral picture of her sobbing and crying with other activists. And she basically just came out with, you know, statements like this frequently and was all in and i think that me too has a function um but at the time it was pretty much kind of a you need to believe all women no matter what then all of a sudden everything changed when tara reed who i am honored to say has been on this broadcast you can find that in the archives both on my podcasts and in my youtube videos i will put a link in the cards Tara came forward with sexual assault allegations against now-President Joe Biden. All of a sudden, Alyssa Milano went from being an advocate for Believe All Women, always, to well, I've known the man for a long time and I, I just really want to see investigations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's what she said in the recording that she's talking about in the tweet below this. Rose McGowan called her out, justifiably so. I actually waited a little bit on this on Twitter myself, and it was kind of cool that Rose liked one of my tweets. But anyway, you are a fraud. This is about holding the media accountable. You go after Trump and Kavanaugh saying believe victims. You are a lie. You have always been a lie. The corrupt DNC is in on the smear job of Tara Reid. So are you. Shame. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember this clip. Does she look comfortable to you? What about her body language? Does that look like somebody who's giving consent to be touched? But don't worry. According to her father, Senator Coons, who was probably hoping for a cabinet appointment or whatever, he wasn't, or rather, she wasn't uncomfortable at all. Delaware Senator Chris Coons came to his mentor's defense today. Coons insisted his daughter was not disturbed by this televised nuzzle from former Vice President Joe Biden in 2015. There was a huge bank of cameras, about 50. And Joe, who knows her, leaned forward and whispered some encouragement, telling her that she was doing great, that she looked wonderful. Did his actions make her feel uncomfortable? No. Uh, My children have known Joe Biden their whole lives. In the early days of my channel, I did two different videos about conversations I was having on different Bernie groups and such, where they were basically yelling and screaming that we absolutely needed to vote for Joe Biden, and that the fact that he was a rapist was secondary to defeating Trump. Once again, woke rape culture. Rape is the most important thing in every feminist mind, until it's not. I remember this woman, she had two daughters and still said that it was more important to beat Trump than it was to hear the allegations of people who have come forward about sexual assault by Joe Biden. Again woke rape culture. Maybe it's different I guess to be in their minds. I know that if I was in that situation and he put his hands on my daughter the way he just did on that redheaded girl. You'd be reading about how I got tackled by the Secret Service, because there's no way in hell I would ever tolerate that. But for some reason, again, it's invisible. Watch out for woke rape culture and call it out when you see it. Thanks for listening.